Hello, beautiful light-filled souls. My name is Trisha Barker. If you haven't seen my previous video about my near-death experience, you might want to check that out. In this video, I want to talk about after-effects of near-death experiences. IANS lists these after-effects as psychological and physiological changes. The first change that I noticed was my mindset completely altered before the near-death experience. I was concerned about everything physical. You know, I wanted to know if my car was totaled, who was gonna withdraw me from university classes. I wanted to know everything about my particular injury and how long my recovery would take. I was very concerned with what had happened to my body after the near-death experience. All I wanted to talk about is what it is like to exist outside of form. I did not want to discuss hospital bills and details and and I really didn't even care to discuss my recovery that much because I knew when I was outside of form the angels sent healing light into my spirit form and into my body. I knew I would eventually walk and run again. I desperately wanted to verify details but my surgeon only said that yes, she thought she had lost me for a few minutes, but she was glad that I was recovered. She was very rushed and did not want to discuss these moments um, outside of my body. I wanted to verify. I knew where she was standing and I knew her assistant was standing to the left of her. I knew the song that was on the radio as I was outside of form. The um, nurses also were not open to discussing much if I talked about the experience of seeing this all-loving, all-powerful God, they might nod their heads and go, yeah, yeah, I believe in God, <laughs> you know, kind of dismissively, and then give me a shot <laughs> or give me, you know, more morphine or whatever it is that, you know, I was being administered at that time. And my family also was not open to discussing the particulars about um, my experience. They were more concerned with coordinating plans and who was going to stay with me and where they were going to eat and hospital bills and to me all of those details were mundane and I wanted to talk about the spirit world. Well, the next change that I noticed occurred about a month and a half after I was back home recovering and I was in a body cast that went from my neck to the base of my hips and so I didn't watch too much television because it hurt to sit, but I was sitting and watching some television that day and a show came on where there were sirens and someone was being wheeled in for emergency surgery and my spirit form popped out of my body. I had an out-of-body experience, but not one of the lovely kind. You know, a lot of people have these and they're quite similar to near-death experiences. This was more reaction to trauma or the memory of trauma. I was not afraid of dying, but I certainly didn't like the physical pain that took me there. And I think my spirit was a little bit loosened from my body after having a near-death experience so that when I was back in form those first few years, it was very easy to pop out. So I popped out and I was hovering somewhere near the ceiling and it took a few moments for me to come back to my body and to changed the channel and I realized I better stick with comedy at this point. I do not think that shows about um, emergency surgery or anything that I should be watching at this time. A few weeks later when uh, I had recovered a bit more and was walking more, I was at the grocery store with a cart 
and this metal cart of mine hit another person's cart and perhaps this reminded me of the stretchers in the ER but I again popped out a form in the middle of the grocery store and was hovering somewhere to the fluorescent lights and it took a few moments for me to come back to form and then move forward and continue on. A third time that this happened occurred maybe a year and a half after my near-death experience. I was traveling cross-country with my boyfriend at the time and we stopped in at a Sri Lankan restaurant. I was eating this amazing meal. Um, well, I thought it was going to be amazing, but I ordered it at a level five. And when I bit into that first bite, it was so spicy that I jumped out of form. We were sitting at a booth near a window, which was near a street, and there were several cars that were passing by. I was out in the middle of the cars, and you know they were blowing through me, and then I came back to my form and realized that my food was probably too spicy for me to handle. Now, that's a silly moment, but you know at that time, I began to worry and wonder if this was gonna happen frequently, but this mainly happened within the first three years after the near-death experience. I started doing a lot more meditation and grounding and you know, praying that um, this would not happen too frequently, but I did realize at that time that this was a possibility. Another experience that many near-death experiencers have an after effect is that I felt so connected to everyone. So it was so much easier for me to pick up on people's feelings and thoughts and emotions and, you know, my psychic abilities. I don't think I had many before the near-death experience, but wow, they just kind of skyrocketed. And, and some of them were a little disturbing. I liked some of the abilities. So if there was a particular song I wanted to hear on the radio, I generally knew what time that song was going to come on and I would hear it in my head and I'd start singing along with it and I'd run to the radio station and turn to the particular radio station that it was on and usually I was singing right to the beat and so I'd just continue with the song. So that was a lot of fun, whether it was at home or in my car. I was able to hear my favorite songs basically whenever they came on. And another um, little bit of fun that I had with this was just walking through city streets and I would feel this download of information about all these different people. I knew some things that perhaps I shouldn't know and some things that, you know, people perhaps should be in jail for some of the things that they've done or I knew, you know, just what they were worried about. I could almost read it in a sense. And I thought, well, this is a good ability because if I was going to work as a teacher, as the light had commanded me to, then maybe I would have an intuitive sense about what my students are going through and how to help them in particular. That in general, I just could read people a lot better than I could before the accident. Now, these abilities are not, you know, 100%, you know, like, and that was annoying. I didn't want to follow this path of becoming a psychic because I was told by the light to go back and teach. So, you know, I didn't take classes on developing intuition or at that time or anything along those lines. I simply knew that I had some abilities, but I also knew I didn't have the numbers to win the lottery. I couldn't pick winning sports teams. Dan and Brinkley talks about that in one of his books. And I didn't test it too far, but I don't think that I was, uh, you know, particularly skilled at, in that area. 
I, um, you know, so I didn't see a way to use it in that way. I think my abilities were kind of odd at times. And another one that started to interfere with my life was when I returned to Austin, I picked a job where I was, it was a, a job where I was working at a high-end pizza joint. The the reason I picked that is I didn't want to work in a bar environment and I wanted to work somewhere near campus. So this was a little bit more of a wholesome environment. And I mainly did um, behind the counter work. So people would come in and order something and then return to their seats and we'd bring it out to them. It was not a very busy place because it had just opened and a lot of students didn't want to pay you know, high prices for fancy wine and really high quality pizza. They wanted you know cheaper pizza. Well. I had this when there were lulls in in times between customers, I would know who was gonna come in next. So it was, I would know the next 10 minutes. So I'd know what they were gonna order. It was like I would get a preview of what was gonna happen next. And so that person would come in, I'd already know their order, what to punch. And, and uh, sometimes I even played around with it and you know tried to change it. So if they were gonna order one thing, you know, I'd say, I bet you're gonna order this. And, and you know, we just laugh and talk and then other times I would know that I would see a certain image. So I would know that perhaps a guy was going to walk by the window with a long gray beard and a big white puffy dog. And then someone in the restaurant was going to ask me where I was from. That would happen. And I would know it 10 minutes ahead of time. This got to be um, disturbing. And I thought, you know, I need to be here in this moment in time and not be constantly in the future. And that was a little bit distracting so I prayed at that time that I be able to get information that I needed in dreams and that I not um, have my consciousness constantly and <laughs> changed by knowing the future 10 minutes ahead of time the next sorry the dogs are barking the next um, part of what I consider to be a big change is this altruistic love for people. So along with knowing something about people, I generally felt this connectedness and deep love for all people. I believed in the best in all people. And this is a beautiful trait, especially for a teacher, because you know if you have that love and that kind of hope for your students, then they often rise to the occasion. However, as a 22-year-old young woman walking through the world, I was not discriminating about who I talked with or who I got to know. And so certainly empaths and people who are very caring can be taken advantage of. They can be targets for narcissists, sociopaths, and other um, needy people or abusive people. And so that's something that I think near-death experiencers need to know is to protect yourself you know it's very wonderful to have this love for all of humanity but you are special and you have to protect your own self as you journey through this world and so consider that and if you know someone who's had a near-death experience remind them not to get so caught up in everyone's problems because other people can use you to make themselves feel better or can attached to you and think that you are going to be the answer to all of their problems when really we are our own divine um, channel to God. And that is what near-death experiencers and a lot of 
spiritual people want to teach others is that, you know, the message is not that you're going to get everything you need from me, but hey, you can connect with this divine source and this divine love too, and you can get what you need. So that's um, a pretty important one. I'm going to jump to the physiological changes because they're kind of funny. I blew out about four watches that first year back at school and one was a very nice watch, another one was a digital watch, and another one was an heirloom watch um, from my grandmother and then I bought one that, you know, latest technology and the the owner of the shop assured me that, you know, it would not break. Well, it did within um, just sometimes a couple of days to a few weeks, I would blow out a watch. I took the heirloom watch back to get, get fixed and it could not be fixed. So the last watch, one that I bought, the clasp also broke and it flew off my hand into a moving truck. And I thought, okay, I'm done with watches. Well, much like the radio where I could predict songs, I could also wake up at any moment in the night or you know, at any, any moment in the day and know the time, usually within five minutes, but sometimes within 15 minutes. So I had a pretty good internal clock and I just realized I didn't need a watch. And soon enough, cell phones were invented and, or, or were more common, they were invented at that time, but not everyone had one and I didn't have one. And then, you know, there was less of a need for watches. The next um, physiological change that, and I, I should post a picture, a before and after picture, but I think that I physically looked different from before my accident and after my accident. And some of that has to do with just taking better care of myself. I realized that health is important. And since I'd had a major injury, I wanted to stay healthy and so I ate a lot, mostly vegan, but a lot of fruits and vegetables and you know, tried to be as healthy as possible. Before my accident, I didn't think about that too much. Everyone feels kind of invincible when they're young and I also had a unhealthy lifestyle in many ways before my near-death experience. So you know, the, those changes are, are probably connected somewhat to my lifestyle changes, but I do notice a a change in perhaps the light that sometimes people see around someone who's gone through a spiritual change. So I was definitely more joyful in pictures and that was a, a huge change. Now there's many more changes listed on the IANS website and I suggest that you go there and look at these after effects. These are simply the ones that stood out to me the most. And when I look back, I kind of laugh at some of the changes, especially the watches. There's even a study I think someone was doing where they were paying near-death experiencers to wear like five or six different watches and time how quickly they blew them out. Um, I've learned and many near-death experiencers know that if you're too excited or too um, angry, anxious, happy, whatever the emotion is, then we can shut down technology and People who are very literal and put a lot of faith in technology hate to hear this and think this is absolute BS, but I know just from interacting with my phone and computer that I have to walk away if I'm too agitated and come back to the phone or computer and use it when I'm not um, in a state of agitation in any way. But I would love to hear your comments about your experiences and after effects or connections that you have to this. Um, but. Thank you very much. Be well and may you be blessed.